This is Life Elsewhere Music, curated and hosted by Norman B. With new, obscure, rare, unique, and extraordinary music. Hits of the future, artists who deserve your attention, and timeless recordings you probably missed. Hello there, welcome to Life Elsewhere Music, Volume 223. This show will first air on May the 21st, 2023, which happens to be my birthday. Now, in this special volume, first, a mix titled Music That Changed My Life. Now, this is a selection of music important to me, a mix originally recorded a few years ago, and it still remains so relevant today. In the second half of the show, a selection of recent and somewhat plaintive cuts that have been on repeat play at Life Elsewhere Towers. After all, it's my party, and I'll cry if I want to. My birthday's on Wednesday, May 21st, and as each birthday arrives, I haven't really given much thought to getting old, Age is just a number, I hear people say. But you know, there's no avoiding that once you get to a certain age, you inevitably begin to look at how many more summers you'll enjoy. I'm lucky to have my beautiful son James, who will turn 12 in a month's time, and he certainly doesn't want or need an old geezer for a father. So I have, if you like, a built-in, very powerful raison d'etre for not getting old. Yet I've noticed recently I've begun to reflect back on my life. This may be in part because I've been fortunate to run into important people from the different periods I've travelled through. And when we've inevitably reminisced, music has always come up. Do you remember when we went to see Hall and Oates? I said the other day to a girlfriend from many decades ago. And while on a recent trip to Seattle, I ran into Ian McLagan, a fellow I went to art school with. Ian, of course, went on to become a member of the Small Faces, the Faces, and also hang with the Stones, amongst other important musical escapades. Mac and I fell into reliving our experiences in the late 60s in southwest London and witnessing the Stones for the first time in a cramped room at the Station Hotel. Changed my life, said Ian McLagan. Me too, I sighed. As my birthday approaches, I'm going to share with you some of the music that did indeed change my life. I have to begin with the man you hear in the background. As John Lennon once said, if it wasn't for Elvis, I'm so sorry cause I made you I could go on at length about how important I believe Mr. Presley was on 20th century culture. I'll save that for another time. I discovered Elvis quite by accident. My parents gave me a few shillings to go and spend as I wished at the local Woolworths for my 10th birthday. Not a lot of money in those days, hardly anything, but you could buy a whole long playing phonograph record at Woolworths. LPs were new then and very few people had gramophones that could play these bits of plastic that came in colourful sleeves. Luckily, my dad had just purchased a dance set player on which he played non-stop the soundtrack to South Pacific and a glorious Nat King Cole album. 
In Woolworths, a strangely intriguing cover caught my attention. But I was embarrassed to ask about it because the sleeve had no information. It was a close-up photo of a Greek godlike handsome young man with sideburns and hair swept back in a daring pompadour. He was staring straight into the camera, smirking. I fell in love. He was sexy and rock and roll and dangerous and, and, well, truth be told, I had no idea what sexy was or rock and roll. Thankfully, my dad loved pop music, saw me staring at the cover and said, oh, that's Elvis Presley, then added, let's have a listen. Dad didn't seem phased by my rapturous gaze at the photo of Elvis. We crammed into the listening booth and all of a sudden my world changed. I could not believe what I heard. Better still, my dad also loved what he heard. He was tapping his feet and nodded his head in approval. The purchase was made and later Elvis was carefully placed on the set and then played repeatedly for not just the rest of the day but weeks, probably months. All the while, I devoured the sleeves, searching for information. It had none, just the titles of the songs. Later, I was to discover that this was RCA's first UK release of any Elvis material, and they were not too sure he'd do well in my homeland. Consequently, no thought about providing any liner notes or continuity of the songs selected. So there were songs included for no other reason than to fill space. And one of those songs stopped me in my tracks. It was so different to anything else on the album. It starts off with a plaintive Elvis teasing the incredible vocal range of his voice over a simple bass line and a whimsical guitar signature. Then, without warning, just when the third verse should begin, a restrained rockabilly coda begins and Elvis hiccups to the end. It's magnificent. I never listen to music the same again. Later at high school, a fellow who impressed me because he wore blue suede shoes and played guitar really, really well, told me about a record shop called Dobell's Jazz. That was the legendary Peter Green, soon to be famous as the leader of the original Fleetwood Mac. I'd heard Peter doodling around on guitar in one of the school's music rooms. It's the blues, he said. I had to discover more. So I set off for Dobell's Jazz Shop and picked up Elmar James's The Sky Is Crying. The sky-
My new infatuation with the blues led me to go to see a band who were playing one night near where I lived in South London at Richmond's Station Hotel. Oh my, this was a seriously life-changing experience. There on stage was the gorgeous star, Brian Jones. The music was all heavy R&B, blues, and some of that Tamla Motown stuff I'd been hearing. Stones were brilliant. Better still, I realized girls loved the look I was already sporting, and the lads on stage were flaunting. With a catalogue so vast and so important, I had a difficult time selecting just one Stones song that signifies a life-changing experience. Eventually, I came up with this one, because it signifies extreme changes in my life at the time, and how seriously it resonates today. If you've never listened to the lyrics, please do and listen carefully, you'll be amazed at the writing skill of Jagger Richards and the depth of the meaning. It's easy to do The things you wanted I bought them for you
A few years later, I was art directing. Life was good. Then a record came along that changed my way of listening to music again. It still remains to this day, I believe, one of the most extraordinary examples of pure genius. Van Morrison's Astral Weeks. South London where music was everywhere, not least of all coming out of tenement windows and the late night house parties colloquially known as Shabens. The Jamaican community liked their music loud and sexy. Moving to the music was everything. When I first heard Cornell Campbell, his voice sent shivers through me. Exquisite is how I described his voice to the man when I interviewed him some years later. He shyly said thank you and smiled. Because of reggae, 
I've met wonderful artists, traveled frequently to Jamaica, and most importantly, hosted a long-running reggae radio show where I was able to introduce my audience to amazing talents like Gregory Isaacs. While reggae was enchanting me, other music was being made in London. This man has had so much influence and remains to this day of one of my most memorable interviews. Ground control to Major Tom. Ground control to Major Tom. Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. Ground control to Major Tom Commencing countdown engines on Check ignition and may God's love be with you The next big change in my life was all because of music. On a whim, while working on an assignment in the US, armed with a box of new releases, I went around to radio stations and asked if I could play this new music that was not being played on the radio in the great US of A. Why pamper life's complexity when the leather runs smooth on the passenger seat? I would go out tonight, but I haven't got a stitch to wear. This man said it's gruesome that someone so handsome should care. A jumped-up pantry boy who never knew his place He said, return the ring He knows so much about these things He knows so much about these things The Smiths, amongst others, took the US radio station programmers by surprise 
Because of contacts in London, I had seemingly never-ending supply of new releases. Music was changing, punk, new wave and more was happening, and my life had gone in a new direction. I was a radio DJ. One of the most important releases from that period remains, for me, a true landmark. Defying convention in content and deliberate vocal style, Peter Parrott talks about his then new adventure with heroin, an addiction that has played havoc with his life ever since. No song has ever captured the real truth about addiction, and certainly no song has managed to stand up to the test of time like Another Girl, Another Planet by The Only Ones. and 90s, so much wonderful music has been released. Nailing down the ones that affected me would take hours, if not days. There was one record that again changed my life. Turn to Red by Killing Joke. represents for me major new directions, acquaintances and loves. It also has to be a masterful example of what can be done on a tiny budget 
while utilizing ingenious references. Another exceptional piece of music from that period is this. This song has puzzled me ever since I first heard it. Is it misogynist? Is it a love song? I don't know. For me, it's a soundtrack to falling in love and learning to understand the beauty of my girlfriend was not just physical. A.R. Kane, Lolita. Here we are in 2014, I have a birthday just around the corner and my life is going through major changes yet again, not least of all, being able to bring you life elsewhere. Where this will lead, I don't know. I do know this, I've been told by people that matter in my life to follow my passion. That's good advice, I believe. My soundtrack so that it's important juncture in my life's journey has to be Barzan.
Love dies with a lover Then you give yourself to another The fools of love Are the fools of fate That was part of a special mix titled Music That Changed My Life, recorded just a few years ago. This is Life Elsewhere Music, volume 323, and this is my birthday edition. We continue with a selection of mostly recent music, cuts that are in a distinctive plaintive tone, probably because for me, birthdays are a time of reflection. Cuts that have been on repeat play at Life Elsewhere Tower. Please enjoy. Oh, 
Thank you for listening to Life Elsewhere Music, Volume 323. All the details about the music selected are up at lifeelsewhere.co. Till next time, please be well, be safe, and you know it makes sense. Be nice. Bye-bye. Hey, music. You have been listening to Life Elsewhere Music, hosted and curated by Norman B. We'd love to hear what you think of the program, and we want to hear your music. Contact us at this address, info at lifeelsewhere.co. That's C-O. To hear the show again, go to the Life Elsewhere music page at lifeelsewhere.co or go to Life Elsewhere at Mixcloud. <laughs> Life Elsewhere music is produced by Norman B and recorded in one take without edits. <laughs> Thank you for enjoying Life Elsewhere music. <laughs>